0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. Hey, what's up, everyone? Ryan Kramer with Crossover Commerce coming at you with another great episode on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or Twitter. This is my corner of the internet where I bring the best and brightest in the Amazon and e-commerce space. If you're tuning in on any of the social platforms, thanks for joining in today. Uh, if this is your first time, welcome. Uh, this is a great podcast where you're going to learn about the greatest minds and experts and thought leaders in the Amazon and e-commerce space. It touches on, on anything from shipping logistics to marketing and advertising uh your category where you might uh where your category listings where you might be uh, moving internationally saving money saving time saving effort we're all about bringing value on this podcast that being said every episode of crossover commerce is presented by ping pong payments ping pong payments is a cross-border payment solution helping you save your time money and effort whether it's expanding internationally or just paying out your suppliers and manufacturers you're going to save time money and effort when it comes to paying out in localized currency it's easy to do it's free to sign up all you have to do is just go to usa.pingpongx.com forward slash podcast to catch all of our past episodes but also to sign up for free today just make sure you mention crossover commerce sent you. That being said, this is episode two. I'm going to look back on my notes real quick. 219, if you looked at the introduction or if you saw my note on LinkedIn, we don't actually have Yoni Mazor, the CGO of Getita, on today. That's okay. He lost his voice, so we don't want to talk to a horse, a guest. But we've upgraded or we've also enhanced our relationship. I don't know what to say without offending somebody, but we've gotten another great mind here a uh, friend of the show is like i like to come back on to the podcast the CEO of Gatita uh, Anton over at Gatita he's the C- uh, CEO and we talked about last time um, when he was joining and we talked about Prosper I figured I can get him on today and luckily he said yes uh, to talk a little bit about our initial topic um, let me pull it up here what we titled the podcast episode epi auditing and reimbursements and of course uh, who better to do that than the CEO of Katita, Anton, uh, over at Katita. Anton, thank you so much for hopping on on a short notice on Crossover Commerce. I got you on me. I can't unmute you, unfortunately.
1: Happy to be back here. <laughs> Thanks,
0: man. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, you're like you said, you're the hype man. You're the guy behind the scenes. Uh, we were just talking about this on such a short notice. You decked out in the Gatita swag, which looks so nice. I like the uh, pull. It's not a pullover. It's like a not a life preserver. Was a vest.
1: Yeah, wait, this is like our holiday vest gift thing, and maybe we'll we'll have someone prosper for you too if you're wow. If you if you come to me at the right time. Yeah, it's at cool. Right time, I'm actually wearing haven't. it over a sweatshirt. That's a little awkward, <laughs> but. We get the branding going, so I right. guess we're good.
0: Yeah. Well, that no, that's good. Uh you it's probably very cold where you guys are at in New York. So I'm yeah, it is pretty cold. It's freezing. Yeah, it's cold here too. Um, but hey, thanks for hopping on today. I know initially we're having on Yoni, uh, but you you're you're the guy also that can talk on anything with auditing and reimbursements. If it's okay with you, do you mind just sharing like a quick brief background of who you are and why uh what you do there at Gatita?
1: Absolutely. So I am the CEO, as as Ryan said. Um, what do I do? <laughs> a little of everything, trying to grow the company. I'm overseeing sales and marketing. I work on the tech side too, business development, maybe some investment areas, k- kind of a little of everything, trying to grow. Uh, I've been here for a little over a year officially, and it's been an interesting, fun, wild ride in a good way. Um, so that's a little a nutshell about I do everything I
0: didn't think the CEO was supposed to do like product development. Well, I guess like at you guys, are a scale, you guys are pretty big at this juncture. How big is um, G- uh, Gatita at this point?
1: Yeah, we have about 104 people. Holy smokes. Um, yeah. A bunch in the, in the US. S I'm overseas. Um, I kind of want to like go deep and understand all the different processes. So I spent a lot of time in sales, marketing, whatever. Now I'm trying to, I guess, move back a little. I'm not like a CEO, uh, uh, MBA train. They just, you know, I ran an Amazon business. I helped find the Prosper show as we spoke about last time. So I, I know a thing or two, but software and service business is different. So I'm just learning and humbly trying to hire people who know more than me in different areas and scale that. But to do that, I need to understand the details. So I'm trying to balance in between both. Now we get to a good point where I'm kind of able to step back and do higher level business, which is what I want to do, but there's always, you know, different things that come
0: up. So
1: that's kind of a, an overview.
0: Well how since the last time we talked uh that was gosh summer of 2021 which seems like a while ago and again you've already been there a year which is fantastic to to see how fast pe- things move. Yeah. What's been new since uh since we talked with you last obviously you went to the Q3 Q4 is that big time of year for Gatito or is that is is it more like Q1 that that's really the time when lots of sales happen in Q4 you guys kind of audit everything and, yeah. and really do your magic there. Yeah.
1: Yes so our team grew a lot maybe almost double um But to your point, there is some seasonality to claims or volume because, like, if there's lots of Amazon sales in Q4, then you're auditing it in Q1 or Q2, you know, somewhat seasonal. Um, A lot of of sellers are busy on their business in Q4, so they maybe don't want to sign up with us or don't have the time, even though it's kind of easy. It takes a few minutes and they maybe think it's harder than it is. So, not that much seasonality per se, but lots of, I guess, development since Prosper. We spoke before Prosper, right?
0: Yeah, we we spoke. Um, gosh, right before it, that would have been June, mid June. Yeah. So right since before then,
1: yeah. I mean, since then, obviously, we've brought in a lot more clients, a lot more team, marketing, sales, development. Uh, we're working on some other type of software tools that are related to what we do. Um, been to a lot of shows and events, physical, <laughs> virtual, different, different, different travel rides between different pandemic waves, and we're we're just ready to launch a crazy travel schedule for march which is exciting i know uh, which is like i don't know five six eight events um, i was gonna say so, I, yeah so that's like, cool
0: you guys sponsor this, this is not a joke this is i would think honestly you guys sponsor so many different things but it brings a lot of value i'm assuming for for the people who are there um whether it be in-person shows or i was yeah. joking with uh your cmo rob stanley i was just like He came back from a seller cruise that just got finished now. He's off today to Austin Mm -hmm. for a million-dollar seller event. There's so many great – there's so many events going on. So how do you guys pick and choose which ones to go to?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So as we spoke, and whether the audience knows or not, like what we do, which we could talk about, is strategic and helpful and value. So it's not that hard to sell someone free money, but it's not so easy to obtain (laughs) and do. So whatever we sponsor at event at, whether it costs X or Y, as long as we could see return on investment by signing up one, two, three, 10 sellers, whatever size, it does make sense because the model, you know, calls covers that so to speak Mm -hmm. Um, as opposed to other businesses where let's say it's a fixed fixed amount or a long-term contract, you can't really quantify so much the ROI on ad spend or marketing spend. So like we are getting better at that. So makes sense to sponsor every event or any event. Uh, no, we don't have right. uh, any, you know, seed or or even like Series A investment. You know, I invested into the company, but really it's kind of organic growth and and re real reassignment of funds. So right. we try to sponsor whatever we can if we see an ROI. That's like a very rough answer.
0: No, that but, yeah, it makes makes sense. I think like because of you how your services and and products are set up, there there's just there's no downside. And that's why it's it's
1: so obviously ROI. That's that's a common marketing right. or, or business answer how do you quantify it sometimes you lose a little until you gain so as you see we're just trying to brand it all over uh for better or worse so people see that we're legitimate and that we're there because we want to educate it so as much as as much as we're auditing which is a lot in aggregate like Mm -hmm. maybe it's you know five ten percent of the entire amazon market so really so how do you reach how do you reach the 90 plus percent uh whether they're in china or europe Or some guy in in Nebraska that doesn't know about Prosper or about you. Uh, We spoke about this last time. So So my mission is or our mission is to educate the world and sellers, whether they're the Nikes or Joe's shoes, that they should use our service because we can help both uh, in the same way. And that's pretty cool. It's a bit of a tall task, but if I could just educate everyone about it, again, most sellers don't know this is a thing, let alone there's a company that does it that you could even tell Amazon that they're wrong. So it's just education. We, we've done a good job at like saturating this Amazon world as you as you know, as, that you're in. And that's great and we'll continue to because there's mm-hmm. always more people. But there's so many more people that don't know you or I exist that, right. that need help. So how do you reach them? We can have a whole podcast about that and that's what I'm trying <laughs> to figure out. So let's go to other types of shows, other markets. Well, yeah. Fortune, but- Fortune 500 companies, other countries.
0: That's an interesting point too, because obviously we're so close. Like it, it seems like you're everywhere, but that's because we we all work in the services world, and I and I think that's that's a good thing. But it's fascinating to hear that you say maybe only ten to twenty percent market saturation saturation that you're you're servicing, which makes me think, Katita is good for not just third party sellers, but you brought up a good point. You guys work with one piece sellers, correct? Is that is that is that true, or is that a different animal to tackle? Um
1: that's not true because we don't okay. offer that service just wanted to make, yeah, be clear on that yeah yeah we have partners that do it it's a good question um i wasn't referring to like big 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 sellers like 1p so as you know 1p years sure. for people amazon retail where you sell products to amazon and they fulfill yep you know it used to be 80 90 percent of the market now it's less than 30. that's not a lot yeah or maybe and it's usually the apples and nikes of the world um for various reasons or or food companies that have heavy shipping there's certain reasons why it makes sense the problem with 1p is that to audit it? Since there's no API that's dynamic, mm-hmm. it's not scalable. So, um, so the way Gettito works is we have an Amazon authorized app store approved API, mm-hmm. and we were audited by Deloitte, and we understand that we have a lot of data that it's really important and holy, and we take it seriously. For a vendor, for whatever reason, they don't have such a robust API. So I would literally have to log into hundreds, thousands, ten thousand accounts to download reports, which is doable but not nearly as scalable as how we do it. We do it with data, API, and software. Then we have a service team filing cases that are ex-Amazon that know the game. Again, doable for a vendor, but it's a smaller diminishing market with much more labor where it's like, what's the point of focusing on that? Now, mm-hmm. do I want to offer it to people who ask? Cause I have a lot of clients who ask, sure. And maybe we will partner or figure it out because it's definitely something I think about a lot but I don't see why it makes so much sense to you know, double down on versus other opportunities that we're encountering.
0: Absolutely. Well, you had some people that were Carlos Alvarez, uh friend, a uh, friend I'm assuming of you guys. in He's <laughs> like, I was looking for something to watch before my parent or son's parent teacher meeting. Carlos, thank you for t- tuning in. Uh, and then obviously Rob Creshen on online seller cruise, which is a fantastic event. I heard it went off without a hitch. And I think such a cool event, like you said, um kind of going into that uh, with, with, um, with that anton um i think that there's so many different things that you said market saturation of how do you how do you focus on that 80 to 90 percent that you guys don't service so what, what's that philosophy of is that at events like how what's that reach out look like
1: of a um, service like you guys since you're marketing i love yeah. your ideas but um <laughs> i'm I've thinking lied. about going to you know any trade show any trade show like uh the dog show the gun show the food show whether you walk the floor and you approach mm-hmm. people because they're probably selling on Amazon. Maybe they, they, they don't really want to be pitched, but that's another story. Or you exhibit at a wholesale show and probably half the rooms could be your client. That's like virgin territory, right? For Amazon right. service. I see some some types of like, you know, Helium 10s or others like, you know, exhibiting there because they have that approach.
0: Well, it's There's a beginner no market. Yeah, you don't know who's ever going to come. The
1: a beginner market, but like, I don't know. Let's say I went with you. Let's say you and I, Ping pong and Gatita went to the uh the furniture. No, that's that's a tough category. We went to the to CES. Okay, everyone knows mm-hmm. CES, big electronics. So I've been I used to go there for know, 10, 15 years. Sure. And we opened the booth. It'd be a little weird and different, but it's refreshing because people kind of see how many, how many, how many like TVs can you see? All of a sudden you have a really good slogan about payments or international commerce or ping pong or reimbursements mm-hmm. and free money for Gatita people ask questions i guarantee you would show an roi on our spend on the show now that's just having a booth um what if we walked around each vendor strategically and didn't really sell them because you know both of our services are actually beneficial right you're helping them save money Mm -hmm. you're not you're not like selling a service or a contract is hard and no one really wants to be sold but if you could strategically say like hey i'm just helping you save money and streamline that's often easier as you know and i'm sure there's you know there's nuances to that right so that's something I, I think about, and we're starting to do it. Like, let's just go to any show, any country, and see the ROI. That's a big idea slash task, but you know, got to start somewhere. Right. That's one. That's one idea I have as far as market. Again, there's also people that never go to shows. How do you reach these sellers in the middle of nowhere? Um, right. Online targeting mailers, uh, or what if we went to different countries? Europe has over whatever million plus sellers very different demographic and style of seller there and they don't know we exist because i speak to these people when i when we close them and they're like what and i have to reassure them or you know translate like it's an open open market um so you know it takes time and travel and effort but the good news is that in the us there's plenty of you know growth right so it's almost like where do you start but yeah i like to gonna... have an initiative uh but we're building initiatives and hiring and scaling to reach many other channels, I should say.
0: Well, you you brought up such a good point that not everyone goes to a trade show. Like not everyone goes to these events. My first one will be in-person, will be actually prosper here in less than a month. So just because of like opportunity or for a reason, right? Like in the last two years, people may not have gone to events or three years or they just gone to Amazon or whatever that looks like. You said people are coming and going into the market they just may not hit you at that one time where you're at an event, but then the next time that next year, they might catch up with you guys and say, "Oh my gosh, that would have saved me tens of thousands of dollars." Yeah, from I mean, auditing. How
1: does how does your company do that? How do you reach yeah. non-engaged sellers? Is that something that you think about? Yeah, know, I'm curious what you think about it.
0: Yeah, that that's the thing for so for financial services, which we both uh, are in different capacities. You have to look at the the fintech side or the financial side of how, how do you how do you service businesses that are not just in e commerce world, but that you know maybe in a B two B world of uh currency, what paying out their employees in different currencies, right? You start to think of mindsets of uh, maybe I'm paying out my supplier manufacturer that that's a whole different um, you know company. It, it doesn't have to be on uh, e commerce. It can be just in general. Um, if uh, Home Depot plays out. You know, suppliers, manufacturers all over the world. So, where does that business get done? It get, happens at CES. It happens at fintech or uh, but the, financial. But the shows. majority
1: of ping pong is e-commerce so. Yes,
0: hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right.
1: so but th- you guys are actually a little more broad. I mean, we're working on it, but it could be Shopify. It could, it could be anything. Yeah. It's just money exchange. That's even more.
0: Uh, <laughs> we have a lot than, more than auditing Amazon
1: FBA. <laughs> and again, we're working on other services. So exactly this actually this this problem for you is even a bigger one it's like everyone's game Anyone selling online uh buying from china or asia or mexico like that that's the new world especially with covid so i'm sure you're seeing that yeah Um,
0: and and showing that value to people obviously of why does that matter because i do it this way versus not like like you have to probably tell teach people it does matter because yeah you just basically do math for people of hey what's the percentage that you're on average, saving people at scale. I just, uh, I just, camp.
1: I just sent a wire transfer to a foreign country for an investment that I made, and it took me like two days to do it. Yep. Like
0: trying to figure it out. It's a joke.
1: Like I have a rep at the bank, and like at the go, and show my this and my my like, I feel like give them like my blood, and then it got <laughs> flagged, and I'm like, what? Yeah. And that's not normal in this world, but it's such an old school wire technology that. You know, with ping pong type tools or other banks I've used, like, yeah, maybe it's not an investment, but still, like, why should that be hard? Yeah, I mean, I mean people use crypto and like four seconds, they send like $4 billion to 27 countries and I have to go to the bank and sign pages, come back.
0: You like, have to do it in person. Yeah. That's so really, if you educate
1: means, people that, like, there is another way, they don't even know what to know. But once you tell them, it's like game changer, like you have them. Absolutely. Uh, it's a hard task because it's moving fast but you know it's definitely going there and i think the banks just don't can pivot fast enough cuz they're so old school
0: yeah the the ecosystems and structures of which you know opening up a bank account in person is, is is not it's not oh the opening you know. opening
1: yeah. the account took me another 2 days yep and and i have other accounts with them and then funding it and then wiring it, it's like it's just not worth the time just a pain exactly yeah well all, all of that being said so w-
0: what is what's kind of the mission or i guess As you're educating people, as you're uh, gaining market share in that regards, what's the number one thing that people just are confused are at or they just didn't realize that this was an option that you had control over? And I say control over because everyone can sift through all the notions that the comings and goings and transactions on Amazon, you guys do such a good job of with tools and services and technology to be able to scan and, and flag discrepancies people don't have that time in order to do that. So what's been the biggest like eye-opener for people? Is it, is it on just like lost inventory? Is it on um, you were owed one thing and you didn't get paid that, that full out? What, what's that biggest earning, learning?
1: That's a good question. I want to try to give you some examples to make it a little more vivid. Yeah. But um, I had a client that was a really large supplement type company um, for a specific disorder or medical condition not like FDA approved, like one of these supplements things, but supposedly really works very popular, like nine figures plus revenue, Shopify, True. just getting into Amazon, crazy growth. And a little more corporate in that because they're just really big, but they're still like a startup in nature at heart. So they're just shipping left and right and like crazy growth. They don't know what's going on. So someone reached out to me on LinkedIn. They like paid to message me because they weren't my, my message yet. <laughs> I never had that. It's like, hi, can you I, you know, can you please it's help like me? It's like a
0: collect call. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I was like, wow, like you paid to reach me. I'm, I'm so special. I feel so special. And she was cr- sweet, sweet. I actually knew who she was from a different company or, or, or one of her friends. And she's like, Hey Eitan, like I'm the Amazon person here. Like we're growing like gangbusters. Like I can't reconcile rapport. Like we're getting all these investors coming in. We don't know what the hell's going on. Can you help me? I'm like, what do you need? She's like, you know, we need to understand inbound discrepancies. We ship all stuff to Amazon. They do. They don't have it. It doesn't add up to our net suite or our system. And we need to know dimensions and and like all this stuff and i was like it's your lucky day it's like what do you mean i was like i have all this for you i will do it for you i will not charge you a penny if we're successful we'll charge a percent which is our model yep and not to take credit because i didn't build this company or (laughs) but like it took a little time but we got these we got them over a mil almost a million dollars back in almost three months wow granted they had some messy processes that most don't yeah i mean but not only did we do that and she was like super thrilled but she was able to get reports and data to her compliance team and her investors that reconciled everything so like she was like super stressed that like she would never figure this out and i was like you know you came to the right place so we could work with strategic accounts eight nine ten figures because it's the same data whether you're selling 10 units or 10 million right we're able to scale that and that was a very good feeling so i said to her, i was like you know you should ask for a raise because that's a lot a of money for the company. Dollars, and, yeah. and she joked, I'm like, no, you really should. So whether you're contributing an X to the bottom line that they never would have got it. And like, you know uh, you, you should benefit from it. I don't know whether she did or not, but I, I bring that story. It's like, just like one of those things where like, they had no idea that they could have, they probably wrote her off. Anyways, they're making money hand over fist, but with a small integration, we were able to do a lot of, we were able to be, we were able to do this very successfully. Now, I'm sure that there are many companies of that nature, that problem. So that's just one example I like to give, or that's very fresh for me, cause I just,
0: yeah, you just I saw this
1: that. report and it was like amazing. Uh, and she's like on cloud nine. So, you know, companies with even more complex issues or aggregators with complicated systems, we just built, you know, you asked me about Katita on the sales side, but on the dev side, a whole portal for document flow. So if you ship to Amazon and there's a shortage Usually they'll ask for proof of purchase and proof of delivery, documents, data. So Mm -hmm. we we built out lots of tools where we can enable you to make those documents or sign those documents, or we can integrate with your LTL carriers or UPS to get them. So like 60, 70% of the auditing we could do without your help. You just set it up and forget it kind of. But the 30, 40, we need you. So some people just don't want to do it or they're lazy or both. (laughs) But if I could integrate it at step one and be ahead of it, then even before I need it, I'll have it. And that's what we're starting to do and reach out to clients so we're talking about clients we don't have but even the clients we do have we could probably double our output by communication portal customer success and we're hiring for that and we're building that out it's very next level it's very cool so so she was one of the first to benefit from that but it worked like amazingly so i'm I'm proud of that
0: do you guys have do you guys ever fear that you have you leave money on the table for clients is that is that a constant fear that you and the team are kind of looking at? of Oh man, we might have been able to get yeah. hundred thousand dollars or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think it's our fiduciary and ethical responsibility to do the best we can. So if I email you or I message you or I call you nine times and you don't give me the data, there's only so much I can do. But as long as I know I did and I gave you the the effort to, or the opportunity, I do what I can for you, and then I for what I can't do without your help, I reach out to you that, that's all I can do. So now we have a portal where you can drag and upload and integrate so it's easier, so you've all, all the more reason why there's no excuses to not comply. But I feel bad when they don't and I could actually show people like, hey, Ryan, like since we last audited your account, you know, or even send the message like there's 12 grand up for grabs. It's going to expire in a week. You'd be surprised that a lot of people don't even reply to that. <laughs> okay. I don't know why because it's super low hanging. I wouldn't send it if it wasn't. But another thing I learned is there's a lot of this is a bit um... not awkward. This is a bit. Um political, but a lot of companies, people feel like if they disclose this, that they did something wrong, right? So if you show your boss, that Katita got you back 200 grand, you'll be like, he'll be like, what the hell's wrong with you? Right? Not the case, we're just able to do it at scale, because we have data and visibility that no one has. Um, So sometimes people like think it makes them look bad. And it's like really awkward. So I have encountered that also, it's like, who's the decision maker, internal especially with these bigger companies, like internal company drama and accountability. So, you know, that, that's okay. I've dealt with that before in other businesses, but I, I try to poignantly explain to them why that's really not what's happening here. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And that's a shame, but that does happen for sure. Oh my gosh. I
0: I, I mean, that is stressful and obviously it's not everyone's... Is it a lot of and I'm gonna say if you had to break it down, is it more in user input or is it more Amazon side that you guys have to deal with in that regards of I, I know it depends, but on a consistent basis, is it more user um error where that you have to you guys are recouping for them? like you said, it's not that person's fault or is could it be their fault? Does that make sense? i'm I'm trying to get to the bottom. Yeah, yeah. of yeah,
1: no, a lot of times it's Amazon error. There's always like a certain margin of error that one percent, two percent, whatever it may be sure. But within our client base, some cl- some people like this customers, they just ship very sloppily or not best practice, or they have fragile items, or different countries have more loss. So it's really variable, but it's both. Uh, it's usually not. There's the Amazon error. There's a the client causing the Amazon error, but there's always like a, a reckoning, right? That's what we try to kind of plow through and elucidate.
0: Great. And because, like you said, it, it's that three-month window, that's a sweet spot where you guys are working within, correct, with uh, reimbursements? And... So
1: so you can go back 18 months for many reimbursements. Some are nine, six months, some are three months. Okay. But again, if you if you haven't done it well, or even if you have, we can go back 18 months and, and show what we can do. So if you're doing it in-house, or you think you're doing a good job, or you're not sure, don't worry, I won't tell your boss. I could do an audit and say, hey, Ryan, like I could also get you this amount. It's not going to conflict. It's just going to be additive and you'll right. only, let's say, pay a success fee. No agreements, no commitments. Like, why would you not do that? Right. Usually people may not sign up or even leave, which is rare because they just don't get that. But really there's no reason not to do it. It could be additive, it could be complementary. it could be a cleanup, it could be customizable. Let's say you just want to do inbound claims, you don't want to touch that. Like, that's fine, we're very flexible. So that's something I try to also educate people about.
0: Interesting, so with going into 2022, obviously, I- we, we talked about seasonality, but kind of engaging with those customers. What is, what is your hope to happen like this year? Like what's the goal and expectations for you as, as kind of the leader and the, 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 the tech guy, the the support guy, if you will, or anything like that. I know you have to go soon. So what, what's yeah, kind of um, mission for you?
1: Uh, kind of what I said. I want to just increase the market share. Number one, uh, educate, um, elucidate. And I want to, work on other tools like this inbound tool and service that we have and this pick and pack tool and other like kind of SAS related stuff that we are working to build for our many clients. And that's complementary, not, not like, you know, out of our lane now advertising, none of that, but like focus on financial technology, uh, visibility, profitability, uh, cost recovery, shipping. We have some things up our sleeve that maybe we'll show some at prosper. Maybe we'll show some, there you go. uh, Q3, but a lot of development and and expenditure towards those uh, efforts.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Well, thanks so much for hopping on today. I know you're busy, guys, so thanks for spending just half an no, hour or so with no, us. No, it's fine. Uh, Thank we'll, you for having me. We'll see you in person here and prosper here shortly. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, but thanks so much, Aton. Thank you, Katita. Yep, absolutely. And then thank you, everyone else, for hopping on another episode of Crossover Commerce. This is episode 219 of My Corner of the Internet called Crossover Commerce, where we bring the best and brightest in the Amazon e commerce space. Thanks to the team over at Gatita for hopping on and making uh, this just another great episode. We love having them. If you have more information, just go to Gatita.com, uh, check it out. It's free to sign up. Uh, partners of Ping Pong, partners of lots of different people, but check them out. Again, not a lot of people are taking advantage. Uh, of the service that they have to offer. So that being said, I'm Ryan Kramer. This is Crossover Commerce. We'll catch you guys next time on another episode. Take care.